stop the music. Stop the music. Okay. It's the night shift, Jeremy. This isn't the normal PG podcast. Oh, We need some true. new tunes. Let's okay. buckle up. Here we go. You ready? Hit it. All right. Jesus yeah. was not white. No, he was not. <laughs> e- either either was Muhammad. So fortunately, how, this show. Yeah, that's how we will start this one. Yeah. Out. So we are reviewing Netflix's newest <laughs> series. It's a 2020 series, so brand new. It's called The Messiah. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that Jason and I can agree on about this show is they got the character of Jesus at least, or I mean, the return of Jesus, the Messiah. Is he the Messiah? Maybe, maybe not. Or is he a con man? Exactly. The but they got the, the return of this type of character correct in the fact that they did not him. They didn't make him just Christian Bale. They didn't make him he's Ewan not, McGregor. He's not white, which you know? is great because Jesus wasn't white. I hate to burst a lot of bubbles out there, if there were any. Yeah. But uh, so, you know, they got that bit right. It has that prototypical, that stereotypical, you know, Jesus painting look with the with the long hair. Yeah, the gorgeous you know. locks, you know. Yeah. So, but at least it's not, you know, the long hair and a white guy. It's not Ewan McGregor yeah. in a Star Wars room. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, um, or uh, why can't I think of his name? But whoever played uh, Jesus in um, the Mel Gibson one. Uh, Jim Caviezel. Jim Caviezel, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I said Christian Bale, but Christian Bale was Moses. And obviously... Uh, Again, yeah. a white guy. But anyway, we're talking about the Messiah. And the Messiah, Jason and I, we were just talking before this podcast began about how we actually disagree. Yeah. Now, Jason, I'll let you open. What are your thoughts on this show? Two cups of coffee. Uh, I just felt like the acting was mediocre. I think the writing was kind of bland. I just never really gotten invested in any... Like, none of the characters captured me, which was unfortunate because when I saw the trailer for it, I was like, okay, this is kind of an interesting idea interesting premise for a show um you know is he is he really the messiah is he a con man they make you know the trailer makes it seem like maybe he's jumping around and time jumping all this kind of stuff and uh i was like okay be an interesting one to try out and uh and it just never could get i I don't know none of the characters really just captured me you know that's interesting because for me it did yeah. And I thought it was very intriguing. I thought, first off, the person who portrayed... Well, I'm in the minority because IMDb, yeah. 7.9 out of 10 for however many reviews it has on Yeah, there. it probably has a so, lot, too. And yeah. I thought it was I thought it was great. Um, yeah, 18,000 plus was, reviews. I thought it was very intriguing. I thought it pulled me in. I thought it was kind of... It reminded me of The Bodyguard. Remember okay. that show we did, The Bodyguard? Mm-hmm. And how you almost had to watch the next episode because you're like, okay, like, what is going on? It had that yeah. intrigue. Which it, it does... Was, it does. Okay, yeah. it does... Like, the whole of... Trying to find out, okay, are are, are, are they these set, tricks is this, or is this real? You know, are they trying to make a you know a show about um, how strange and and off putting it would be if a an actual Messiah you know came like, back today? Yeah, like if, if Jesus came back, you know, today, 
is this how it would look? Um, I mean, you could just go to the Bible and see kind of what it's actually going to look like, and it wouldn't. But that's not that's beside the point. I understand what they're trying to do. Or is he a con man? And then you could see how somebody would look at it and say, oh, it's definitely a con man. Yeah, or you is know, he what's trying his, to what, what's his angle? gain an army? Is he yeah. trying to take over? But it is very interesting because you're like, okay, if a Jesus did come back today, like a lot of the stuff he would say would be accepted by people who are Jewish or would be accepted by people who are Islamic or would be accepted by people who are Christian or even people who are atheists. Like a lot of the stuff they'd be like, well, yeah, I, I agree with what that guy's saying. He's speaking pretty clear right now. Mm-hmm. Of course we should do this. Of course, you know, he speaks. And know, they do have him shaking up the quote-unquote religious, you know, establishment as far as just kind of shaking up what, you know, it, there's a, a scene around a little campfire with um, some Muslims and stuff. And he, and he, and I won't give it away or anything, but he kind of shakes up what would be considered a pretty scandalous thing to say to a group of male of, of men. Yeah, sitting around a fire. Uh, but then again, you go into the Bible, and that's that's what everything. Jesus did that's with all he other did rabbis, with Pharisees. Oh my gosh, he the only people his own ever, apostles. Oh yeah, well the only time he ever had friction, he, the only time he ever got into arguments or had anything negative to say, it was in direct opposition to religious establishment. He, so I do like Jesus that they put literally that into said it. one of my favorite things that's in the Bible mm-hmm. is when he says, "Get back, Satan." Or get behind me, Satan. That's why he says, get behind me, Satan. He calls to one of his apostles, get behind me, Satan. You're like, to to the religious leaders of the day, he calls them a brood of vipers fit for hell and whitewashed tombs. Yeah. He didn't play around. So I thought there is that to it. Yeah. I thought they did a good job with that character. Now, they don't. uh, The thing that you pointed out was they don't focus on him entirely they focus on how everyone is per- viewing it you know yeah. how they're how they're seeing which it which i get that i understand so you see how it through, and why they're doing you it, see but... it through political eyes uh mm-hmm. you know you're like oh how does israel see this oh how does the cia see this oh how do uh americans see this how do palestinians see this mm-hmm. how do uh islamic israelites see this how do you know jewish israel you see all these different aspects and you're like okay this is actually really interesting but the actual like most compelling character is the one who's kind of in the background at least in the first three episodes and i thought that is uh that was disappointing but at least i think with the writing and his delivery i thought they did a very good job it was like very good in small moments yeah here's my the the one of the ways I can test whether or not a show did a good job capturing me is if, like, in this situation, we watch three episodes and then we run with our review. With The Witcher, I watched three episodes and I kept watching uh, because the characters drew me in. And I was curious to see. I After the third one, I turned it off and I haven't had a desire to go back and watch it. And that's when I know that it hasn't caught me. And like I said, I mean, and just even watching it, I was just kind of it's not like it's bad acting it's not bad acting it just there was nothing that really blew you away there wasn't somebody on screen that really you know like with the witcher henry henry cavill just really captures you Mm -hmm. he captures you his job playing that role he just does a good job there's something about how he approaches it and his whole demeanor and everything it just captures you and it just never had that with this one for me so i get that and uh, that's also because it's not a uh it's not a show that I completely binged already. I'm curious mm-hmm. and I'm interested. I don't know if I'll finish it. And so for that, those ones where I liked it, but I don't know if I'm going to finish it. Those are three and a half for me. Yeah. 
where so that's a it's a good score it's not something that's going to keep driving me like the witcher was a four like um and then i hope the next season of the witcher is a five you know and the boys was a four and a half for me those are ones where i watch it and i just keep watching it three and a half that's a maybe it's still up in the air whether or not i'm gonna watch it or not like carnival row i think was a three and a half for me and i think I still haven't finished the last three episodes. It was just yeah, shit. I got I, through, I think, five, and then I it, I kind of petered out. And I think that's with this one. Maybe I'll get through five. Maybe I'll get through the whole thing. But I don't know. It's a it's a coin flip. People just need to stop casting Cara Delevingne in roles because she's just not a good actress. I'm sorry. There. I said it. I'm done on that one. That was Carnival Row, by the way. So, as far, I mean, as far as Messiah goes, um, I like the premise. I think it's a, an interesting premise, like I said. So that's why I was a little disappointed that it didn't grab me as much as I felt like it could. Um, but it's not necessarily bad. I gave it two, again, because if I watch three episodes and I don't want to go back to it, I don't know what else to give it. Yeah, you I know? get that. I mean, if it was a three and a half, I'd, go, I'd finish it. You know, the, I gave Witcher three and a half, but that was just simply for, for a couple of reasons. And I finished that thing partly because I was sick, so I didn't have anything else yeah, to do yeah. but still i would have finished it regardless of whether i was sick or not because it, it the the writing and the acting and the story and all that kind of drew me in enough this one just kind of petered out i think too much for me that's fair yeah and i think uh for this show if anyone's kind of interested in uh there's i i mean this can go either way. Uh, so some of the stuff where they get into, you know, geopolitics, you know, like what happens with Israel, what happens with a religious person coming into power mm-hmm. or coming or rising in power, you know, because that's a very scary thing in a lot of places, you know. Yeah. You're like, uh-oh, watch out for this person. And are they uh, are they amassing an army? Are they trying to take down uh, a nation? Are they trying to rebuild something? You don't know. And and obviously, in back in you know biblical days, that was very scary for Jesus, uh, for people around Jesus as well, which mm-hmm. is obviously why they crucified him. So anyway, that they get into that show, and for people who are very, um, very into religion, whether it's Islamic, whether it's Christianity, uh, whether it's uh, Judaism, I think. Uh, this one could be a, a hit or a complete miss. I think it's going yeah. to be one of those ones where you don't know until you things, watch it because very, religion and politics, as we know it, are very polarizing, and mm-hmm. so, there are so many different views. But if if you just kind of let those simmer for a second and just watch it, I liked the show. I liked yeah. the premise. I liked what they were trying to do, and so far it didn't seem like it's a a crazy, massive message yet. And I don't know if it's going to be about religion or if it's going to be about politics, and that still intrigues me. Yeah, yeah i I'm always I'm always wary anytime Hollywood tries to dip its shoe in its foot into uh, uh, anything regarding religion, but specifically, obviously, Christianity. Because if you know, I don't know, I don't know the teachings taught in the Quran. I don't know you know islam much but i do know christianity and they they're just so they're just so inaccurate at times it's laughable but um what always kind of gives me a little bit of pause is the people out there that'll take it as in oh this is what you know this religion believes and it's like this is hollywood please please do not base what you think a person thinks of or believes in in their religion based off of something that you saw 
produced by Hollywood. Like, don't think that, oh, this is what all Muslims believe, or this is what all Christians believe, or this is what all Jews believe, because mm. I saw it in a movie, or I saw it in a show. Um, please don't. don't, but, don't, 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 don't. but Morgan Freeman is still God, correct? I don't think so anymore, because he gave it away to Jim Carrey. Wait, no, no. Then he Then he took it back. But then he and gave then, it away to Steve Carell. Yes, and then he took it back. Oh, I don't he know. just gave him their his powers. Oh, uh, yeah, you need to watch those documentaries again. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> <laughs> the first one I did enjoy Bruce Almighty, yeah. um, if for no other no other reason than the the whole scene with Steve Carell when he has him just gibberish on the yes. air, absolutely hilarious. Hilarious on first watch and mm-hmm. second watch. Very good on third and fourth, but fifth, you're like, wait a minute. One of the rules was you can't affect free will. Mm. That is directly <laughs> conflicting what one of the rules is. It doesn't matter. I'm like, darn this, again, you movie. Back to my point. Yeah, I know. You can't. Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Actually, though, that one did have an, a very interesting aspect when he gets to the point where he there's so many emails coming to him because he takes all the prayers and he, he puts just them says in the yes to all of them he says yes to all of them and what happens is just chaos yeah they're like yeah. yeah every now and then every now and then you know a, cl- a broken clock's right twice a day right yep so anyway uh on that note the show is The Messiah. Mm-hmm. It's available on Netflix. Yes. Jason gave it two cups of coffee. Two cups. I gave it three and a half cups of coffee. It's up to you Jeremy to watch might, it. Jeremy might finish it out and tell me what happens. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll keep you posted. Yeah. As always, I'm Jeremy. I'm Jason. We got you back. All right. If you want to get in touch with us, there are a number of ways you can do it. You can hit us up on Twitter at the underscore PG pod. It's our new Twitter account. On Instagram at Parental Guidance Podcast. All together, lowercase, no spaces or anything like that. Or you can email us at pgpconnection at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you and to many more episodes. Remember, we got your back. The Parental Guidance Podcast is a creation of Silver Badger Productions. If you would like more information, go to www.silverbadgerproductions.com or on Twitter at Silver Badger Pro.